0: Pastor Ray is my Yoda. Pastor Ray and I met a while back when I was just a young whippersnapper in 1996 at Fort Wayne First Assembly of God. I was barely saved. Hallelujah. Barely. But I was saved. And I was just in love with Jesus, and I wanted to see Jesus change the world. I didn't know what I would uh, do with Jesus, but I knew that he was able to change the world. And all of a sudden they introduced who you're about ready to hear speak today. And I listened to him preach, man, and he would tell stories about the different countries he had been to. He's a native of the Philippines, and he's planted churches there. He came to Chicago, planted churches here, but he's traveled all over the world and planted churches and worked with pastors. And I said, oh, I want to be like that one day. He packed such a powerful punch, man, just like a spiritual Yoda. He came, and he brought so much of the good force, the Holy Ghost. Are you guys tracking with me here? But then I lost touch with him over time because I went to New Orleans. I went to Bible College. I started pastoring down there. And I just, you know, back then you didn't have Facebook. You didn't know how to stay in touch with somebody unless maybe you got a newsletter from them. But I uh, was in Chicago pastoring, and we went to Irving Park. If some of you guys remember that location, we went there. And lo and behold, this man of God took it upon himself to come meet the new pastor in his area. He went out of his way to come introduce himself to that pastor, and that was me. He walked in, and the moment he walked in to say hi and introduce himself and his associate pastor, I recognized him. And we began to reminisce and begin to talk about all that had happened throughout those years. And I said to myself at that point, I'm not letting go of you again. I'm not letting go of you again. I'm holding on to you And throughout all those years, over 10 years now, we have been in relationship together. If you remember when we sent a mission team to the Philippines, this was the man of God in the churches that we were working with. We love him so much. And when he uh, called me uh, this week to let me know he was in town and we finally got in touch with each other yesterday, I said, brother, can you come preach tomorrow? And he's like, let's go, let's do it. And so he's going to be preaching in just a few moments, but I want to show you some pictures from his ministry and what God has been using him to do in the Philippines. He has planted multiple churches. And so right here is one of the churches, and then show them the other church as well that they're planting. Those are some of the baptism folks. But those two churches had a need. This one, I think, needed 500 to finish, and the other one needed 2,000 to finish. And the first service already beat you guys because we committed as a church $2,000 and I said I want to see Metro Praise match it. Someone already came up and said I'll match it and then I know people have been giving online but one needed $2,000, one needed $500, that's already been paid off but I also want to bless this man of God to have resources so we're not going to do another offering. You know how to give in this church. You go back to that app, give at mpichurch.org or drop it in the drop box back there and please Make sure you give. And whatever you give here today, just put in the Philippines. And I teach my children this. You give to missions because missions is what Jesus reached us with. Jesus left heaven to come to earth. So we give to missions in our house. And so we're going to give to missions today and support our brother's work. But would you give a standing ovation to the man of God of faith and power for the hour? Woo! Pastor, Apostle, Prophet, Evangelist, and Teacher, Ray Lierna! My hero and yours, you may be seated, praise God. They get excited for superstars and musicians, I get excited for you. I want to admit that man
1: that you are talking about. <laughs> I got nervous when he, when somebody introduces me. I just want to be introduced. Here, here's the man. <laughs> all the glory goes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to say to all of you, look what the Lord has done. Okay, Coming from the boonies where there's no electricity, no running water, no road, Never dreamed that God can use somebody, no education, no nothing. Like a speck of dust and God pick it up on the, on the wayside and turn it around and uh, empowered and, and released. Amen. That's what God can do to anyone that will trust the Lord and surrender their life to God. So never underestimate what God can do for you and through you and what you can do through the power of God. Amen? Uh, never uh, put down yourself. Be uh, proud who you are in God. In the right sense of being proud. I'm not ashamed that I'm a child of God. Amen. That's the greatest position that anybody Can have in this life. You cannot be a pastor unless first of all you are a child of God. You cannot be an apostle or a prophet or evangelist or a teacher. Unless first of all you are a child of God. Amen. And as a child of God you are entitled for the inheritance that our father has. So that's why the Bible tells us everything that the father has belongs to you. It belongs to me. So we are not beggars we are children of the most high God. <laughs> Amen. And regardless where, regardless where we are, what status of, in life we are in, it doesn't change the, that we are. It doesn't change our position that we are children of of God. There is a powerful verse in in Ephesians that says, we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. That's where you are seated today. Amen? You are not sitting in your problem. You are not sitting in your need, in your want. You are not sitting in your infirmities, in your sickness and, and in your discouragement. You are sitting in the heavenly realm. Wow. Come on. Give Him praise. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Sitting in the throne next to Jesus Christ. Wow. Amen. That's the better place than the White House. Amen. So never underestimate yourself. I told uh, uh, one man in our church. He said, our problem is that as people of God, we are afraid on someone who is afraid of us. I want you to understand the devil is afraid of you. But we don't don't understand that. We don't realize that. And we are afraid to the one who is afraid of you. Amen. Because we forget who God is. And who we are in the Lord. Amen. So today, I just want to share what is in my heart. Okay. Struggles. Problems, trials, is part of life. You are not a human being if you don't have problems. The only people, Pastor Joe, the only people that I know who, are pro- who have no problems are people who live in the cemetery. They have no more problem. But as long as you are breathing, you will have problems. Okay? Problems should never be a problem. Problems should be considered as a blessing. Okay. Blessing is not just in money. Blessing is not just in car or house or the clothes you wear. But the very breath of God, the very life of God in you is a blessing from the Lord. So today I would like to call your attention to Genesis chapter 1. It says in Genesis 1, In the beginning, God. Wow. Can you say with me, In the beginning, God. In other words, okay, There was no God without the beginning. And the beginning existed because of God. Okay? I resist to accept the fact the textbook in the school tells me that I came from a monkey. Though I love to eat bananas, it doesn't make me a monkey. Okay? But we are created by God. And God doesn't create Anything without a purpose, without a reason for doing it. So every creation of God is created for a specific purpose. So I would like to preach this morning, you have a divine purpose. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I have a divine purpose. Amen. And the purpose of God for you and I is not, you know, to live for ourselves. Purpose is very important. Anybody that has no purpose in life will not go anywhere in life. But the Bible tells us that in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Time begins in God. Life begins in God. Everything started in God. And I want you to understand that before man created by God, God already created everything that man's needed in life uh, to keep on living. Hello. Before man was created, he created everything. The food, (laughs) the water, everything. Then he created man and put him into the, in charge of all God's creation. That was the purpose of God. The purpose of God for you and I, that we are not supposed to be the tail. We are the head. We are not supposed to be beneath. We are above. We are not supposed to be the slave. We are the master. We are not supposed to be the borrower. We are the lender. Amen. The purpose of God for you and I is it's greater and, and too powerful beyond our mind to comprehend and understand. We need to fulfill God's purpose in our lives. You'll, people are not, never going to be happy until they fulfill their purpose in life. And, and I was counseling with a family here in Chicago they are about to have a divorce because the husband insisting that the oldest son will become a basketball player a prof- professional basketball player because that was his dream and it did not fulfilled He did not fulfill it, and he wants to see it fulfilled in his son's life. But the the son said, I don't want to be a basketball player. I want to be an accountant. And so there was a battle in the house because the father wants the son to fulfill his purpose in life that he did not accomplish. Let me say this to everyone, especially young, young couple. I know that you have a great plan for your children. I know that you have a great, you know, dream for your children. But your plan for your children should never interfere against the plan of God for your children. (laughs) And young people, do not be afraid. I'm going to say this in, in a nice way. Okay? And I'm not teaching you to be rebellious. I'm not teaching you to be disobedient. But if you know within your heart. That beyond a shadow of a doubt. What God wants you to do. It is not a sin. To say to your mom and dad. I'm sorry. I'm going to fulfill God's purpose in my life. Even if it makes you unhappy. Because we are created. To please God. We are created to honor God. And we are created to worship God. And everything that we do in life as believers is an act of worship to God. Student, if you are a student, you going to school is an act of worship to God. So you better do your best in your studies. If you are working, you're going to work, whether a janitor, a driver, a secretary, a CEO, and whatever position you have, you go there as an act of worship to God. Because God's purpose is that we worship the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so, therefore, our lives' activities is an expression of our worship. To God, and our worship to God is a declaration of our faith and trust in God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So, purpose is so important, but purpose needs to go through a process, and there should be a procedure in order to. Purpose is that that's where you want to go, vision, aim, goal. This is where you stand, standing right now. There is a process in order for you to reach there. There's a procedure that you need to take take in order to arrive there. So in other words, there is work that is involved. There's activities that are involved. I appreciate every one of you for getting up this morning, getting up from your comforter, took uh, a shower and come, came to church uh, this morning. It is started on having a purpose. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to honor the Lord. It is Sunday. I will go to God. I understand my purpose uh, and the purpose of God, forsaking not uh, the assembling of yourself together, the purpose of God to gather together, congregate, and worship as a people of God. Yes, sometimes uh, it's so tempting to attend the bedside assembly, but there's nothing so beautiful than to be in the real assembly of the living. Amen. (laughs) To be among the living is more better than be sleeping uh, under the beautiful comforter. Amen. I'm getting away from what I'm trying to say. (laughs) That's a bonus. (laughs) But in Genesis chapter 1... Verse 26. It says in here. Then God said. I like that. <laughs> in other words. God is talking. God is speaking. And it is disrespectful. Okay. Not to listen to someone. Is speaking. If Pastor Joe will stand up here on Sunday and having that burning message from God in his heart, and you're all talking and they're thinking, I don't think he will be happy. And as a part of the house, he will correct him, be quiet, I'm talking. Then God said, Pay attention, listen, concentrate. Because until you know what God is going to say to you, you will never know the direction you should go. God will speak because he wants, a mess, he has a message for you. Then God said, let us. I want to point, I don't want to make point. point. The next, they say that God wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. He doesn't want to be distanced from you. I like the scripture that says, In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. In His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And that's why when you're in the presence of God, you don't feel the pressure, you don't feel any pain, you don't feel, because there is a pleasure in God. Hallelujah. It is not supposed to be a burden to come to the house of the Lord. It should be a pleasure. The Bible said, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And you should be glad. You are in the house of the Lord. You should rejoice that the house of God is open. And you should rejoice that your house uh, is still alive. Come on. David said, one thing I desire and seek after, to be in the house of the Lord and then to inquire of the Lord. And God said, let us create men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. And over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Number one, here's the purpose of God God said, Let us create them according to our image and our image, and let us give them dominion, power, authority, rulership, government. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? God creating somebody, God has created somebody with a purpose to rule, to reign, and to be in control. We are created with a purpose to rule and reign with Christ. Our purpose that God has created us for is to have dominion, to have authority. Jesus said in Luke chapter 3. 10 verse 19, behold, I gave you power. I gave you authority. I gave you dominion. I gave you supremacy. My purpose for you is to walk upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Not to feel sorry, not to cry, not to run away, but to exercise your God-given authority and say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and if God is for me and with me and in me who can stand against me God said to Joshua be strong and be of good courage for I am with you. Be strong and be of good courage, for I am with you. And there shall be no man be able to stand against you. Why? Because you have God's authority, God's dominion, God's power. As a matter of fact. The church has power over all principalities and power in high places. We forget during this pandemic, we all we all panic. We are all running like a chickens whose head was cut off immediately and we're flying without any direction. We're panicking and this and that. There were demonstrations all over the world, especially here in Chicago, burning. Cars and all of those things. Why? Because pandemic is here. And sad to say even Christians were involved. Why? They did not realize that they have dominion over pandemic. They have dominion over disease and sickness. They have forgotten that they have dominion and authority over All kinds of problems in life. Uh, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen to what God is saying. I created you for a purpose, I created you for a reason, and I give you, I've given you dominion and authority to rule. Amen. To have control and supremacy over all principalities and power in high places. My second child is a boy, my my only son, David. In 2010, we we rushed him to the emergency room and the doctor discovered she had an acute leukemia, a very, very kind, and eight hours to live eight hours to live. That was on a Sunday. I just finished preaching uh, from our church. I have a visitor from Honduras, uh, uh, Central America. And uh, I told him, uh, let's go and have lunch. My my daughter, I did not realize that my son was brought to the emergency room. My daughter called me and said, Dad, if the service is over, come quickly. To the emergency room. I said why? We brought David to the emergency room. And the doctor said. He has eight hours to live. He has cancer. I said I don't receive that. That's just a word from man. And it doesn't have any weight. Whatsoever. And it doesn't hold any water. And he said to me. Whether you believe it or not. You better come. The doctor wants to talk to you. So my guest said, let's go. So we went. So he, he was in the emergency room attached to a lot of tubes. They were giving him blood transfusion. There's uh, <coughs> platelets. Shut down. And the doctor said, your son is dying. And he said, he said, has leukemia. I said, I don't receive that. <laughs> and the doctor said... <laughs> <laughs> And my daughter said, sorry, doctor, I forgot to tell you, my father is a preacher. Uh, I said, okay, oh, listen, listen, I, I'm going to leave you alone. I have another patient. to <laughs> go." And he left the room and all of the nurses followed him. And I said to my son, we're not going to receive what the doctor said. We are going to listen to what the saith the Lord and this is our opportunity to exercise our God-given authority to tread upon serpent and scorpion and over all the power of the enemy. You are not going to die. You are going to live to declare the glory of God regardless of what the doctor will say, regardless of what the prognosis will say and all the results of the test. God said, I give you authority. Don't you know, beloved, that we have so much power that we can change the course of our life? But we forgot about it. Remember Joshua uh, was fighting a battle? And the battle is not over, and the sun is sitting down. And they said, son, be still. Right? And the sun didn't go down. It was not God. It was Joshua who said that. Because he has exercised authority. He knew his purpose. He knew the reason why he created has a power and dominion from God. Remember Elijah said to Ahab, it shall not rain for three and a half years until I say so. That's the kind of authority and dominion I'm talking about. We are created for a purpose to rule, to have dominion, to have authority. I mean, every principalities and power should be subjected to you and I. We should never run away from anything. We should exercise our God's given authority and power and dominion to whatever the devil has brought before us. Cowards never win. Quitters never win. And winners never quit. The, the The plan of God and the purpose of God is so beautifully laid out in first chapter of Ephesians. The purpose of God that we might be filled with the fullness of God. My God. What would happen to this world when every one of us is walking on the street and going to work uh, and to school with the fullness of God in us? And we know our purpose uh, and we know the reason we're here. My God, this city will be set on fire. This city will be turned upside down. And we will change the course and the destiny of this land. My God. The church lost its voice because she lost her power and authority. It used to be when I first arrived in this country, politicians, honor preachers, and the honor churches, they regard them high. Now churches bow down and honor politicians for favor. God said, let us create man after our image and likeness. So today, before you go home, go to the bathroom, speak to the man in the mirror (laughs) and say, You have been created in the image of God. And you have been created for a purpose to rule and have dominion. Do not be a coward. To run away. When challenges come. Amen. Hallelujah. We are created destined to rule. We are created... With power, dominion, and authority. Now, going now to verse 28, chapter 1. It says in here, Then God blessed. Verse 26, it says, And God said, Verse 28, And God blessed. <laughs> wow. When God speak. It's always good that comes out of it. Okay. He said, and God blessed. Okay. Lift up your hands and say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Okay. Look at the person next to you, you are blessed. While I was pastoring at Pay Tabernacle uh, on Grace and Broadway here in Chicago, at the same time, I was pastoring also um, a church called the Gypsy Church. You, you're familiar with the Gypsy? Yeah. okay? Uh, the Gypsy congregation, uh, they have their service at 9 o'clock at night. But it goes on until 1 o'clock. They sing for an hour. An hour. <laughs> okay. And they will always say to me, Pastor Ray, you are blessed by the best. (laughs) You are blessed by the best. (laughs) I I did not pay attention to that. I said, okay, praise the Lord. Until one day it really hit me. It really hit me. Yeah, I'm blessed. We take for granted everything that is, we thought that the blessing of the Lord are quantified for our want. I want that. And when you don't receive it, you you say, I'm not blessed. But it is God's desire to bless you. But we cannot be blessed until we listen and obey his word. Hello? To obey is better than sacrifice. Chapter 28 of, of Deuteronomy, he said, if you obey me, I will bless you and enumerated all of the promises of blessing. And you can claim the blessing of the Lord. You can pray for the blessing of God. You can claim for the promises of God. But if you are not listening, you are not paying attention, and you are not obeying what the Lord is, sp- is saying to you, the blessing will not come. That's why the Bible said in Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of god the will of god the purpose of god the direction of god what the saith the lord in your life and all these things shall be added unto you i miss one thing said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness If you are not living a righteous life, you can claim that until you become pink and blue, nothing will happen. (laughs) Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But hearing is not enough. Obedience is required. And it is when we obey what says the Lord, we will experience the blessing of the Lord. Since I moved to the Philippines, and uh, I retired, I will meet people, missionaries from the United States were saying, my budget in the ministry is so much. My support every month is so much. And I was sitting there and I said, what is wrong with me? How come they have all these things and nobody support me? I don't receive anything. And I was listening to him and I said, and, almost, and, and somebody asked me, how, how come you are awfully quiet? How much is your budget in the ministry? How much, how much is your operation uh, expense? I scratched my head. I said, it's, I do not know. What if I do not know? I said, I have no budget. Why? How can you budget faith? <laughs> I said, I have no budget because how can you budget faith? But faith works. I never lack. I never suffer. Hallelujah. My God shall supply, shall supply, shall supply, shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, of course, I'm not teaching you not to have a budget. there will be balancing. But you know, when you're trusting God, you don't live in your budget. You live in the grace of God. And the grace of God is sufficient every day of your life. The grace of God is enough every day of your life. I shall not lack anything. Because God promised He will supply my needs. And they all began. To, what do you mean? I said I live by faith I don't live for what people will send it would be nice if somebody will support me monthly but I am not saying that God is not supporting me then all of a sudden the Lord opened my eyes and said you should feel sorry for them I said why because if those churches change their mind they're dead. <laughs> if those individuals who made commitment changed their mind, they are living on the budget of what people are giving. They are not living in the budget of the promises of God. They are now in big trouble. And I saw it with my own eyes. Missionaries starting to pack their suitcase and go home. Because their support stopped coming. But faith will never disappoint you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. And the evidence is the goodness of God. The faithfulness of God. In doing what he promised he will do. If you will seek first the kingdom of God. Live a godly and righteous life. Listen to the word of God. Obey the direction of the Lord. He will prepare a table before you. In the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. He will anoint you with oil. And your cup. We'll be running over. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the time when you exercise your God-given authority and dominion. Now, to finish the story about my son. Finally, they move him to the ICU. I see you. No, it was another name of it. it. was an isolation room. Nobody can go in. We, if we go in as a family, only family members can go. We need to dress up like going to the moon. Okay? And uh, her doctor, her oncologist, his oncologist is a Jewish woman. She was already in the room waiting for us. And... Uh, she welcomed us, and they and said, thank you very much for coming. And then my daughter said, so that the doctor will not be uh, surprised. Uh, doctor, I want to let you know my father is a preacher. I know, I, I know somebody from the emergency room told me, your father is a preacher. <laughs> but you know what? I was able to witness to the woman. And she did some, because of that, she did something that she was not supposed to do. She went beyond, you know, uh, her duty. We we lived during that time in this Illinois. The hospital that they brought him is on North Shore Hospital in Evanston. It is outside of our, we are not in the boundary of Evanston. And so he said, you need to be moved to the hospital within your uh, area. But this doctor went to the director. I want to treat this person. This is a different kind of of, uh, leukemia. I will back him up. Whatever it is. So he Treated my son for free. Wow. Wow. Talking about the goodness of God. Wow. When you know the purpose of God and you know the, the, the direction of God. You know the will of God. You know the power of God. Nothing should disturb your peace. Right. Wow. Going back to chapter, verse 28. Then God blessed them. Lift up your hands, Lord. I'm catching the blessing. Catch it. Come on, catch the blessing. Amen. And the only way you catch the blessing is to open your hand. If you have something in your hands, you cannot catch the blessing. I'm not going to take the tithes and offering, but it was taken earlier. If you close your hands, the blessing will not come, it will just jump on. Out of your but when you let go of your hands, you'll catch the blessing of the Lord. So next Sunday, open your hands, give what belongs to the Lord. That's obedience. And then the blessing of God will come. I'm gonna hurry up because my time is running. It says in here, then (laughs) then God blessed them, and God said to them, That's the person next to you. Listen, God's speaking to you personally. Amen. And God said to them, Be fruitful. The purpose of God is for you not to be barren, but to be fruitful. How many lives have you influenced for the kingdom of God? How many lives have you taught with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Sometimes we are too stingy. Blessing me, 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 me. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. But I would rather be a blessing than be blessed. Because if I want to be a blessing, I need to be blessed. And God will bless those who decide to be a blessing. Remember it says in Psalms 23, David said, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup running over. Okay, When your cup is filled to the top, to the rim. That's your blessing. But when your cup is overflowing, you've been a blessing to others. Hello. We are created for a purpose not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing. And the greatest blessing we can give is not money, but Jesus Christ uh, to a person who is lost. Uh, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. We are commanded to evangelize, to witness. And there is no church in the Chicagoland area that does a work like Metro Praise who are out there on the street declaring the unsearchable riches of the kingdom of God being a blessing to the city of Chicago by preaching the gospel. If you have not done it yet in sign language, this is a shame on you. Because the purpose of the power and the dominion is to be fruitful. And to be fruitful is not difficult. Number one. To be fruitful is to abide in the vine. And you shall bear fruit. And if you are abiding in Jesus Christ. You will bear fruit. And if you are abiding in Jesus Christ. You will be obedient to Christ. You will follow what the Lord Jesus said. Go and evangelize. Go and witness. And if take dominion and authority. To, de- to deliver and release people in the prison of sin. And then he said in here, be fruitful, multiply, increase. Not just being fruitful, but multiply. Okay? I like multiplication and addition. Okay. <laughs> one plus one equals two. One plus two is three. But two times two equals four. I was witnessing to a Jehovah witness. And he was saying to me, you have three gods. I said, no, we only have one God. I know you have three gods. See, You have the Father, you have the Son, you have the Holy Spirit. You have three gods. I said, you're wrong. You're doing it in addition. In addition is one plus one plus one <laughs> equals three. In multiplication, it was one plus equals one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? I said you are wrong. Your, your arithmetic is wrong. <laughs> your mathematic is wrong. Multiply. If you came here today alone, bring someone on next Sunday. Start it in Jerusalem, your household. Then go to Judea. Extended family and friends. Then Samaria, where you work, where you go to school and the neighborhood. Pastor Joe will have a big problem, but it's a good problem. He will not have enough in this barn, in this barn. In this barn, not burned, but in this barn, <laughs> to bring the harvest. If everyone here is being fruitful and multiplying, uh, then you will be bursting <laughs> in this place. That's a big problem, but a good problem. Right. Amen. Now, you, unless you experience the blessing of God, you will never multiply. You will never be fruitful. Then he said, "Fill the earth! <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> mission, mission! Fill the earth! Go into all the world! Hallelujah! If you have a calling for mission, talk to your pastor. He'll release you, and if you won't go, he will clubber you with two by two until you wake up and go." He is a a very mission-oriented person. That's why I love him. I like to be around people that have (laughs) the world in their heart. We are not just for Chicago. You are not just for Illinois. You are for the world. Amen? Mission. And then it says in here, the earth Subdue What does it mean to subdue To conquer First of all Before you conquer your enemy You must conquer your fear You must conquer your doubt You must conquer your unbelief Subdue Means to overpower That's why God has given you dominion To overpower Every principalities and power in high places we are commanded to subdue not not to submit not to yield not to give in but to subdue to overpower to overrule to conquer to put them under your feet hallelujah that's the order of god then it said have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds and over the living creature. Let's stand up, please. Let me conclude today (coughs) by saying this. Number one, you will never be, listen, you will never be happy Until you fulfill God's purpose In your life You will never Be happy, content And satisfied in this life Until you fulfill The purpose of God In your life Number two to run away from the purpose of God to run away from the will of God to run away from the plan of God is, it, is tantamount to committing suicide Jonah ran away from the calling of God thank God for the mercy a, f- a fish swallowed him he did not drown and vomited him so uh, you know, uh, Jonah was so toxic, so toxic that the fish got sick, that he threw up. Disobedience is a sickness, and it's contagious, worse than COVID-19. Running away from the purpose of God is tantamount to committing suicide. You will end up in a storm, in the water, and there is no guarantee there will be a fish there big enough to swallow you alive and vomit you to the will of God. Number three, being disobedient to the purpose and the will of God not following through the design of God in your life is calling for the judgment of God upon your life. A magnet sucks things up. Right? You know what a magnet is? Okay. Metal is attached to do it. Your life is a magnet, it can attract the blessing of God or the judgment of God. So, therefore, today let us make up our mind. I'm already here, I've already given my life to the Lord, I'm already started this Christian journey. I must as well give it or do it no turning back I'm gonna help you make your decision today once and for all and say to yourself I'm gonna make up my mind now I'm gonna fulfill God's purpose and destiny in my life I'm not gonna run away from the calling of God I'm not gonna run away from the will of God no matter what how difficult it is I'm gonna obey and follow the Lord. Commitment is not difficult, it's not hard. When you know what you are what whom you are committing your life to. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 15 years old. I'm 77 years old now, going 78. I start preaching when I was 16 years old, and I have never stopped since. I said to the Lord, "I'm gonna preach until I drop dead." I have a problem with my kidney. The first thing that Pastor Joe said to me in his mate said, "Can you preach?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I might be sick, but well, I'm not gonna stop preaching." I'm strong. I said to the devil, you kill me, I'll go to heaven. You make you keep me alive, I'll be a a thorn on your side. (laughs) So whatever you do, I'm committed, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, I'm content because I have given my life to the Lord. Amen. So today I'm not going to ask you to make Jesus as your Savior. I'm going to ask you to make Jesus as your Lord. How many of you here today would say, I'm going to give my life totally to the Lordship of Christ. Raise up your hand. He's going to, from now on, He's going to be the Lord of my life. Not my will, but His will be done. Amen. Hallelujah. And God will increase you. God will multiply you. And God will will help you to fulfill your purpose in life hallelujah father i thank you for many lives that are here thank you lord god for your touch thank you lord god for speaking to our hearts thank you lord god for letting us understand your plan your purpose for us oh god and father i pray even right now in the name of jesus that he will hear your voice speaking to them oh lord that he will pay attention to what the uh, saith the Lord. Uh, and that he will say, oh God, uh, I receive your blessing. Uh, I will obey your word. Uh, I will follow your direction. Uh, and I will fulfill your purpose in my life. Father, bless your people, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, stir up the hearts of your people. Uh, Lord God, I pray, provoke us, oh Lord God. Today in the realms of the Spirit. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, this morning, I would like to invite everyone if you want to accept, to, to surrender your life uh, to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm not asking you. See, we would like Him to be our Savior. That's beautiful. But we all run away when we say, When we say, let him be the Lord of your life. Why? We don't like that. Because we want to be the Lord over our lives. But until you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, your salvation will not last long. It is when you make Jesus as the Lord of your life that your salvation will grow in you. And you will grow in the Lord. And you will mature in God. And you become fruitful and you have become a blessing to others. And God will crown you with joy. He will become the crown of His joy and rejoicing. So if you are here today and you're fighting against the will of God and the calling of the Lord. And you're resisting Christ as the Lord of your life. I would like to invite you to come to the altar and say, Lord, today... I surrender my life to you as my Lord. I give my life completely to you. I would like to fulfill your purpose over my life. Here am I, Lord. I surrender to you. Come to the altar. Say to the Lord, I'm available. I'm ready.
0: Use me, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh halama nana yande Kimonamanto lobo abakata sakalaman darama Kimonanda daburu Hallelujah Hallelujah Lord We bless your name Jesus someone here As a spirit of unforgiveness And it's eating you up And your relationship with Jesus Christ Is being affected Because of that spirit of unforgiveness Release it to the Lord And when you allow Jesus Christ To be the Lord of your life He will give you the power To release that person And forgive that person Would you come? I would like to pray for you If that is you Come. God is a God of forgiveness and He will give you the power to forgive. Amen. And then there will be the release of God's glory and power in your life. Lift up your hands the Lord, I know it hurts. I know it's painful. I know it's disappointing. hindering your spiritual life That's right. don't let anybody drag you to hell That's right. release them release them forgive and then surrender your life to the Lord and God will help you fulfill His purpose for your life father I thank you for your grace and the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit to give her of God that communion and authority to let go. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And Father, right now I pray. Let the burden be lifted right now. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I thank you.
0: Jesus Anointing.
1: Oh. Glory to God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let a spirit of freedom come upon them now come. Holy Spirit, release.